0: place very small bets. Some bets are gonna have really rewarding outcomes. The ones with very rewarding outcomes, you continue to pursue. The small bets that don't hit, you ditch. And, and I think that's a great model. You're listening
1: to the Next Generation Podcast. Weekly interviews with the most interesting and successful
2: 20-somethings out there. All right, Alex, we are live, man. What's going on? Nothing
0: much, man. Just uh, a great Sunday. Probably go outside a little bit after this and then got to watch some football. Oh,
2: yeah. Who, who the Cowboys fan today?
0: I became a Cowboys fan this year.
2: <laughs> so you're not actually a Cowboys fan? And
0: the, the, I am now. It's America's team, baby. Okay. It's, it's America's <laughs> team. <laughs> no, it was, I, I became a Cowboys fan because – well, so I'm a player's fan. So I like to – because I, I played college football. So I played at FIU in, in Miami. and um, mm-hmm. And so, like, I always just enjoyed watching certain players – play and then my team was always the Dolphins well that's not the funnest team to watch and then on top of that I live you know like I'm a Texan now so I was like well it's better to root for a team that's that's in-house so it I chose the winning team in comparison to the Texans or the Cowboys so I am a Cowboys fan
2: no that that makes sense man yeah only so many seasons that you can have with the Finns before you have to jump ship I get it um Well, either way, man, I've been wanting to get you on the podcast for a while now at this point. Uh, What I love about your background and most of the guests that we try to go and bring on is, like, you're super multifaceted from what I can tell in terms of, like, you went from playing college football at FIU, I think, uh, receiver, right? Running back. Running back, sorry. Uh, So you're running back over FIU. You went and now you kind of like transitioned into powerlifting. Then you started an agency in the growth marketing space for performance marketing. Uh, Now you were working for some like the biggest business and creator media companies and marketplace companies. And now you're actually kind of building your own media company in parallel, which is all really impressive. And that's a lot of different routes to go and get really good at all of them. Um, And I think for most people listening to this and most, most of our audience, we were just looking at the stats before this call, are, like, in that, like, 20 to 30 age group, like, obviously. Um, and so they're pretty much getting started on a lot of things right now, whether that's a sport or a hobby or, like, a new career or whatever. And I think getting started for a lot of people is often the hardest part. The first question I wanted to ask you is, like, is there an approach that you take to get started for any of these new skills like whether you're trying to be the best running back in the league lift the most weight on your three three major lifts or like even just go and like you know start your actual media business
0: yeah so the, the i think the the thing people don't understand is like when they first start they only think of the end goal so like they only think if you're playing football or if you're powerlifting or trying to build a company you're like okay i want to get to 200k in revenue or if you're powerlifting you're like i want to get a 400 pound squad if you're running back you're like oh i want to have 100 Uh, or a thousand yard season and and so the thing that they like forget is the momentum at the beginning and it's like once you get momentum and you get like the snow rolling then that's when it's like easier to then progress and then strategize to then get there and I so I think like people think uh backwards in only the goal and like what uh what you should do to get there instead of like getting momentum and then kind of figuring it out as you go so like I would say that's like even like the biggest thing with me with when I and we could talk about this later but like Launching growth marketing examine, I, I kind of set like a, a benchmark goal. And then I just was like, okay, how can I ship an MVP and just get momentum and then try to think about how I get to, uh, you know, a million in revenue down down the road. Instead of just looking at, okay, how can I get to a million in revenue and then try to backtrack that and unbundle that? That's like way harder and it's definitely not going to be a clear step. So I think the, the biggest thing is get momentum and then like, and then prioritize how you build the habits around getting to uh, whatever, what, where, whatever your X goal is, I think like habit building is probably one of the most under like utilized things that you could do is, is trying to build uh, habits that help you actually get to X thing and like help you develop the skills you need to to have to get somewhere.
2: Yeah, I think that's well, I think that's well said. Like I think the example whenever I hear something like this and kind of what you just said there is I think a Mr. Beast almost because obviously everyone knows him now. He's like the number one YouTuber in the world. Like he just launched that Squid Games video, which I think. Outperformed Netflix's entire season by views, or it came close. I saw a couple of tweets about that. But if you flash back 10 years ago or however long it was, like I so remember going through some of his oldest videos and he has like a video where he basically says like hey, I had this idea when I was in school, how can I cut through this plastic folding table with a plastic <laughs> knife and how long would it take? And it's like a 16 hour of like long video compilation or whatever of him just sawing through this table, doing the dumbest shit, right? Like like the most random, stupid idea, but he filmed it and he basically started putting out videos on a daily or weekly basis. Four to say decades straight and now he's at the top of his game he's the best creator out there pretty much for for what most people would say but when he was first getting started it was just about nope I'm just gonna go and record this video of me cutting this plastic folding table with a plastic knife um, I feel like there's a lot to be said there about like just getting started
0: I think the same thing is like with Beeple right like Beeple with his his 5,000 days NFT right? It was like 5,000 days of, of doing the same art or like digital art every single day and like publishing one piece of art every day. And then after 5,000 days, which I don't know, is 12 or 13 years, then it sells for 69 million. And so like, even if you yeah. compare that to yeah. an athlete, right? Like an athlete may make $69 million after their entire uh, career is over or uh, an entrepreneur may make 69 million after like getting acquired after working on a business for X amount of period of time. So I think it's the same thing, but yeah, it's like day ones, you, you, you can't get to day 5,000 without day one, right? Like you have to build certain habits that, that get you to day one. And so that you're not, uh, kind of getting off track in within that process.
1: The, the, the classic example of the overnight success that took 20 years to make, what, what were you doing? Do you have any specific things that like your day one started off as that, that got your momentum kind of rolling?
0: Yeah. So like my biggest thing is I use notion, like almost for like my life. Uh, if that makes sense. Like I have, I track everything within notion for fitness diet. Uh, I tracking like my, my, uh, days, like what I do for my business. So like my business kind of, or my life kind of breaks down into like three things, which is like body, mind, and business. So like what I do to work on my body. So like, and I don't mean that, you know, to like physically look good. I mean that more so to, to exercise and be like longevity, longevity, and then my mind's like reading, educating myself, taking courses, doing those things, networking, talking to uh, folks like yourself. And then uh, the last is business. Like how I am uh, prioritizing my day to build my business. So like, if I, if I follow those three buckets and then create those three buckets and like a way to uh, manage those three buckets within notion, which I know sounds like kind of weird, right? Like planning your day in Notion, but it when you're trying to progress and get somewhere, like it's good to have something that keeps you on track, keeps you accountable, and then and then you can look at and be like, oh, am I bullshitting myself by actually saying I'm trying to get these things done and then I don't do them? And then you know you see yourself like that's where even confidence I think part of momentum is then getting the confidence that you can reach certain things. And so like on Notion, when you see yourself actually completing certain tasks, it gives you it gives yourself like the confidence that. I can do these things because I am fulfilling what I told
1: myself I would do. I feel like you can't you can't change anything you don't track, right? There, there's some sort of famous saying around that. What gets measured gets managed. Yeah, there we go. Like I think that's probably a perfect example of that. Are Are you saying is it equally a third in each one? Are you waking up every day looking at? each one of these and, and how it's gonna impact your day? Are you separating out your days and you're gonna have like a gym day, a business day? What does your actual schedule look like in terms of- it, So it
0: changes, it changes on like, like this week I know there's a lot of things I'm, I'm trying to get done for growth marketing exam, or for marketing exam in general, going into the new year. Like there's things I gotta get done with like building a media kit, uh, onboarding to, to folks. And so like those things just, they're gonna take more of my week. So I know like, right. I just have to make sure I could prioritize getting my lifts in and getting my workout in and be and like those things um, but it changes every week um, as I am probably going to get back into like competing for uh, like Olympic weightlifting or thinking about like trying to get into CrossFit or something like that then then I'll like prioritize more uh, like a more balanced way of, of being able to train more being able to put more time around my recovery and things like that because um, I want to be multifaceted like I, I think it's interesting when someone is like Competing in a sport and then they're also building a business outside of that or you know, like they're a painter But they're also doing X right like these these completely different ends of the spectrum and you can kind of meet in the middle and be and be you so like uh, But right now. Yeah, it's like after this I am planning like how the rest of my week will go and then how those buckets are filled
2: so two things there. One, just on the multifaceted quote. The reason I always like interviewing people who are excel at multiple things is there's this Naval quote that he said on the Rogan podcast like four years ago or something, where it's like, do you know the quote? You're not in your head. Yeah, it's like like the uh, a bear's not interesting. Someone riding a unicycle is not interesting, but a bear riding a unicycle. Now that's interesting. And I feel like. that's exactly what you're doing when you have somebody who was an ex-college athlete power lifter now they're going and creating a media business like it it starts to really become really cool for a lot of different people um one of the things that i think if i was listening to this podcast right now i would really want to understand a little bit better is what do these notion pages even look like and i know you can't really screen share and we don't do youtube and stuff like that yet um but like is it essentially a Notion table where it's like, hey, I want to go and get my squat up to four fifty. To do that, I'm gonna know I need for the next ten weeks. Here's gonna be my like weight load and stuff like that. Or uh, how do you think about it?
0: Everything's a pipeline. So there are three different pipelines. So like one will be the 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 mind pipeline. Like, did you read x amount of pages that you you said you were gonna read? Did you get in your lift in? Did you get your sprints in? And so like um, the the three pipelines will be like the business one. So they'll have the certain tasks that need to be done then depending on like it'll be in progress whatever like it'll be tagged and then once it's completed then it it moves to the archive and so then I'm able to actually look at did I do these things right if they made it to the archive like I'm not going to bullshit myself like go on notion and be like you know sitting on the couch watching an NBA game and archive something like yeah you just completed your sprint workout right like you know what I mean so it's, it's not that but it's it's three pipelines uh And they're all automated so I mean they're very simple like you could literally go to notion and go to like their templates and pull like any like pull a a, like a pipeline template and then just kind of alter it and change it so that it fits whatever you're trying to do which is what I did so I I got three different templates uh, or three different pipelines and just changed it so that it fits my the buckets that I'm I'm trying to do but yeah it's um, and then for like the actual uh, like, day, throughout the day, I have like a, it's not on my desk right now, but uh, just a business planner that yeah. is like what yeah. I, I like to actually visually, you know, like have it. Head on paper? Well. Yeah. I did um, the same thing, yeah. Yeah. But then my, on my.
1: Every, every morning? Or is it like a Sunday activity where you're gonna plan everything out? Are you also going into Notion every morning every night, kind of checking these boxes off or moving them through the pipeline? Yeah.
0: So I, I don't know if, uh, like, on Notion, or I have like the Notion widget on my phone, and like, that is the best best thing because i keep it on the home page and so then i'm able to in the morning or at night just check things off and and change uh what i have and haven't done um but then yeah i i totally use like the the physical business planner because i'd like to see it and like and see what i have going on in that day because sometimes you know like if i go on my phone at 2 p.m i might end up writing a thread or something you know what i mean like i might do i might screw around and and end up on instagram for 30 minutes so
2: do you find so because I, like, I completely agree with what you're saying in terms of like, I find that the best way to go and get what you want is write down, okay, cool, here's my goals. Here's what I want, right? I want to go and like get to these lifts. I want to go and get to this number of subscribers, this number in revenue, whatever. Um, but then I find for myself, at least a lot of the times is that when I'm going and creating systems around tracking it and all, and like, you know, creating notion pages and Kanban templates. That, to me, can almost feel like a form of procrastination in some way, because I'm like, oh, like, let's get like, this fancy color-coded like, pipeline set up with, like, oh, i got to make sure I get like, these five check boxes. Like, I'm not knocking you, because like, I've done it, and I just find that like, for myself, I, it's almost a form of procrastination where it's like, hey, if I want to go and get a, re- like a, a real estate deal, for example, right? I know that it's just going to simply take X number of cold calls per day for, over the week, and like, that's really the 90% stuff that's going to go and move the needle. Um, do you think the same way? Yeah, for sure. I like it's like when someone says that
0: they want to launch a business and they spend twelve months creating a business mm-hmm. plan and then they never actually launch it. It's like the same thing. That's why I, mine's it's ridiculously simple. Like I, I do it just to so I could like look back at the archive and know I completed certain tasks. Okay, uh, okay. that's the, the that's the main thing of it. The main thing about it. But yeah, no, I'm there with you. Like if I try to create the, the craziest, most complex thing just to be able to track my day and like what I do, then I mean, most of it would be procrastination, not actually getting those things done. But yeah, I created it and have it in a way so that I could just like at the beginning of the day, end of the day, just make sure I could check things off and and know I got certain things done. And then I could archive them and keep myself accountable. Like you did do these six things this week. You did get these six training sessions and you did right read X amount consume X amount of content because you do have to hold these like hold yourself accountable um, especially when you are trying to get certain places like right now my biggest for example like my biggest focus is trying to build out SEO for marketing examine and getting that on board and it's like if I didn't prioritize this weekend uh, consuming a, a certain course like I know next week I'm, I'm the tasks that are I'm supposed to be completing I'm not even gonna have the, the like the the base to complete those tasks because I need to be able to understand the fun like the, these fundamentals that are in the course. So uh, by being able to to actually track it via Notion, um, then it makes it ten times easier.
2: And the last question I have here before we kind of move on to the next thing is like from the mind standpoint. I get business is easy. The North Star is revenue. Body's easy. It can be weight or it can be pounds on a lift or whatever like that. From mind, is it like hey. I felt good like 70% of the days or whatever like how do you track that
0: mind yeah so it's a few things uh it's it's am I getting better at my craft every single day so I have this doc of of again in in notion but this is like a very just boring it's just labeled by different uh categories but it's it's a, a doc where I have to put something that I learned about marketing in there every single day So like that whole like get 1% better and I know that sounds like kind of cliche but like Uh, if if you do try to find one thing that makes you better at what you're trying to where you're trying to make money right and where I'm trying to make money is like building marketing examine in that notion doc I just put a link whether it's to a tweet an article a YouTube video that made me a better marketer and then I just put a one simple sentence of like what I learned. And so that's like one mind thing. Uh, I'm trying to get better and be, better at being consistent with meditating. I terrible at that. Uh, mind also is walking in the morning. Like I do that religiously, wake up, walk. Um, part of it is training. Like I always have one workout that's really tough mentally that I have to complete a week. Um, that, and then, uh, just, yeah, The the other is like knowledge. So like, what I'm feeding my mind, right? Like what what am I doing to to sharpen my mind, whether that's reading or having
1: conversations. That's cool. Are you going through any of these notes on like a weekly or monthly basis and kind of like reviewing them or is kind of the process of actually writing them down what makes them stick?
0: Mostly writing them down make, makes them stick. But then what I've done also is like, um, in my like marketing examine has like a command center and in that command center at the bottom there's like a resources library and i have it all there so like anybody on the team can also look at it um but it's helped so much like it's helped me learn so much and it it keeps you hungry too like because you the more you actually go consume good content the more you realize you don't really know shit even if you're doing a lot and so like that's one been one cool thing and is is being able to consume a ton of content that makes me better and then makes me hungrier to learn.
1: I feel like I I consistently was good on YouTube rabbit holes of content of like, oh, I had no idea this even existed and now I've watched 15 videos on an obscure topic that still no one else knows existed. Um, But so probably a perfect transition to go into maybe Marketing Examined if you want to like, what is it, how did it start and and what's that process been like?
0: Yeah. So Marketing Examined, well now there's two buckets. Marketing Examined is a free newsletter, 15,000 subscribers with with uh, a weekly case study breaking down like real world uh marketing example strategies that you could implement tomorrow is really the the basis and then growth marketing examine is taking my subscribers questions and uh creating like a a long-form case study that helps you take the question gives you a strategy and then it helps you implement it um it started as i when i was trying to grow on twitter i um did like this 50 threads over 50 days kind of thing to, to spark growth and I started just delivering, I was like, okay, it's cool if I if I build something on Twitter, but what if Twitter just says, okay, well, we're going to cut your reach by 50%. Like, how are you going to reach these people? And so I spun up a, a, a squeeze page like on day two of like me writing these 50 threads and was just like, you know, this is going to be a newsletter, right? Where I just take the same thread that I'm writing and I send it via newsletter. Um, And then at the end of the 50 days, I had like 4,000 or 5,000 subscribers. I was like, okay, this is literally a business. I knew I wanted to build a newsletter, but I didn't know it would like happen so fast kind of thing. And so at the end of the 50 threads, yeah, I had like four or 5,000 subscribers and uh, I was like, okay, I have something on my hands. And so I just continued scaling it, implementing a referral program, built it out to now 15 and and like newsletter swaps, we could talk about growth stuff too, but uh, newsletter swaps to get it to 15K and... Uh, now building that out, monetizing that via uh, ads. That's why I have to build the media kit uh, this next week, like I said, like I mentioned. Um, and then I wanted to also create a paid newsletter, which could then fuel more free things that I could do. Essentially, it's like launching a podcast like you guys have, and and launching uh, more niche newsletters, like like B2B SaaS newsletter, like Marketing Exam and B2B, right, or like Marketing Exam and DTC. Like having these these other newsletters. Um, and the only way I could do that is I, if I have revenue and I could, I can't write all of this on my yeah. own. So like, I gotta be able to hire writers. I gotta be able to hire, uh, people that can manage it. And so I launched growth marketing examine. I shipped the end. I basically came up with the idea in 10 days. I was like, okay, I'm going to ship this and see, uh, what happens So I, I launched it November 10th. Um, we're coming up on, on month one. I don't know if you guys want me to get into numbers now, but, uh, it already crossed 20 K in revenue, like, yeah, crossed 20 K in revenue in in less than a month, um, right under 200 subscribe, paid subscribers.
2: And that's and that's reoccurring revenue too, so every single month you're gonna get, go and get
0: that. No, paid. so I launched, a, a, I launched an annual subscription too, right? So like cool it's money. ARR and MRR. Yeah. So so like yeah. seven, seven I think seven right under 7,000 is um, monthly and then the rest was annual. And the craziest part about that was literally like, three minutes before I sent out the email for to like launch it. I was like, fuck it. Like I'm going to add an annual an annual option. And like the first six purchases were like annual, annual, annual. I was like, Oh my God. Like I am so glad I did that. And, and, yeah. Like I was just like, and, and so that's been, uh, yeah, I just think more, more people rather not have a, an extra bill that they see every month and they rather just like get it out of the way. Or it's probably easier to like, if you're a marketer or a founder or whatever, like to, um, to if you're like if you're gonna uh what's the damn word i don't know why i just blanked on it but um if you're gonna give it to your company to pay for it oh expensive yeah ex- expense i was like why can't i get a yeah. word right now yeah. if you're gonna expense it it's probably easier to expense a one-time payment than every month you know yeah that's facts
2: yeah and i feel like so you just unpacked a lot there i feel like one of the things i want to highlight that we kind of talked about earlier on too is the fact that you had this 50 threads over 50 days things and it it exploded if i remember correctly you were at like a couple thousand followers and by the end of it you were like 50 is that somewhat safe to say Yeah i was i was at like i don't know if it was like 800 or a
0: 1000 followers and then at, yeah at the end of it i think i was like at 40 or 40,000 or 45,000
2: something like that See the the crazy part when I hear something like that is, we talked a little bit before about like what day one looks like, and also like how to like go and hit your goals by hitting certain activities, and like that's that's the simplest form of it, right? And the, and the most like profound form of it too. It's like, oh, I want to go and grow on Twitter. I want to go and grow a social media following. How do I do that? Have you tried writing fifty threads over fifty days? Like it's probably a ton of work, especially like you know day seventeen when you're like, damn, that's all my good content out there. Like now I got to go and start like finding some more stuff out there. Um, but it's probably a ton of work but like that's the answer like everyone everyone knows the answer not everyone wants to go and do it though for sure it, it, that okay so like the 50 threads over
0: 50 days is what inspired me to actually create a process for things because i didn't have a process at all for that so like every day i was literally manually like writing a, a thread every single day for those 50 days like i never backlogged one thread and i remember there was one of the days where i had to go to a wedding i had to still go buy clothes for the wedding, and and I was like, holy shit! Like I gotta write this thread. I like wrote it. Uh, had a, it was just like terrible. It was it was just so stressful. But it it was like obviously very rewarding in in, in uh, how it impacted or how it impacted like what I'm building now. But yeah, like that's what uh, kind of even inspired me to okay, if I have pipelines, if I have if I have an archive, then all these different things that I can then pick from to to build content. So, like now I have an archive of newsletters, and I have an archive of, of paid newsletters and, and content that I could go back and now write a thread in probably 30 minutes if I, if I need to, right? Um, and the, the biggest thing with when I did the 50 threads over 50 days, I think like one, if anybody tries to replicate it, uh, and, I, and I've seen some people try to replicate it, and I think like where they make the mistake is they make the mistake in trying to write 50 threads over f- like hundreds of different topics, right? And the, I think the main thing is if you're actually trying to build an audience, like a meaningful audience. Those 50 threads have to cover the same topic. If you're like covering topics uh, X, yeah. Y, and Z, like X, and then you move to topic Y and, and Z, right? And then you're trying to bridge them and get them onto a newsletter. It's like you're building a, a pointless audience. Like you're, you're going to have like this entire, like a bunch uh, a bunch of different people coming together that you're then going to try to monetize or do other kinds of things that one person followed you for hacks, one person followed you for YouTube videos, one person followed you for, you know what I mean, like all these different things. So what I, what I did was like, I was like, okay, what's the identity I want to create? That's around growth marketing. That's what I do, that's what I love. So how can I hyper, like, hyper start that process of creating, for, creating, forming that identity? And it was, if I write 50 threads over 50 days only covering growth marketing, then I'll be able to do that. And then all those people that subscribe to my newsletter are only gonna subscribe because I'm gonna talk about growth marketing, if that makes sense. And so that's like what I what I've noticed a lot of people doing now is like they'll create a lot, they'll write a lot of threads about like irrelevant shit. And you you if you're really trying to make uh, like have an impact and and have a meaningful audience that cares about what you do, you got to write about the same thing because at at some point like your content is a magnet. It's gonna it actually attracts people. It doesn't go and find people. It attracts the right people to you and to what you're building, right? And so. The more niche, the more the more specific your content is, the stronger that magnet is, right? The stronger the pull is to, to attract the right people.
2: I completely agree with that. Everyone, like if you look at any of the major big accounts that somebody will go and follow on, on any platform really, they're almost always really good at like one thing or like they have like one thing that you can tie to their identity because like people just aren't really wired to have as much nuance as like, oh wow, people are good at multiple different things. Um, but that's actually something that I personally struggle with. Is like I'm super interested in e-commerce, real estate, starting a podcast, whatever, like whatever it is, right? Uh, and I love talking about all of them. And I know for sure that what you're saying resonates because I did someone else's podcast like uh, three weeks ago, and he was like Connor. Like I've noticed that like you know you used to talk all about e-commerce, and so now you're talking way more about real estate like SMBs. I'm like. Uh, like is that is that an issue and he's like no not an issue I'm just like curious how your, your things have changed um but i'm curious if if somebody wants to go and grow an audience and they are multifaceted and want to go and talk about a lot of different things because that's where their passion lies what advice would you give them yeah i mean I, I i don't think there's
0: anything wrong with that it's like you're you're talking about building different businesses that like lie under your your specialties right i think i don't think there's anything wrong with that i'm saying like if I am trying to build a newsletter around marketing and, and I'm talk, writing threads about hacks and like writing threads about shoes and like writing threads, like I know just have a higher chance of going viral, then I'm doing myself a disservice and my audience a disservice because I'm gonna get I'm a, like it's just gonna affect my newsletter. It's gonna affect my open rate, right? Um, I'm not saying like don't talk about multiple things, but if you're trying to bridge the bridge that audience to somewhere specific so you could sell something or you could you could uh, build something else out, then talking about a bunch of different things that you're not going to cover in that in in that uh, domain is like doing yourself and uh, your audience a disservice. But like, yeah, if, if it, it's what you said, it's 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 the whole like bear on a, on a uh, tricycle thing. Is like the more multifaceted you could be, and and, and the more things you could talk about uh, that cover like what you're doing in life and and that your interests, it's like the more interesting you're you're going to be. Um, and the more people you're going to meet in different worlds, which I, which I think is, is huge. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think, I, I just think if, if you are trying to build something, uh, meaningful outside of a certain platform and you're, that's like around one domain, then talk about like, and you're trying to like drive growth for that, then what you should like, your, your bridge should be focused on that domain. It shouldn't be focused on, on something else. And then you try to bridge them just because this is getting
1: engagement if that makes sense. Do you have all your content planned out or like 80 to 90% of your content planned out at the beginning of the week and you're kind of dripping it over the week, whether that's newsletter or, or Twitter or does it kind of vary dependent on the platform, depending on the week or?
0: Now the news, I have all the newsletter planned out. Um, Twitter, I've been more like, uh, when I have time I've been publishing. I haven't been publishing as, as consistent but all my newsletter content, yeah, is planned out. All my interviews like for those newsletters are planned out. Um, because those those take priority right now like that's i want to make sure that the quality of those is uh like second to none and so the more time i have to plan and not just plan but actually execute and write those things i know the the happier my subscribers are going to be and that's going to impact the next newsletter that i send um and so as i prioritize like developing a process for that then i'm going to get back into um writing more content on on twitter and and Actually, like getting on TikTok, I—that's uh, going to be the next platform, and then uh-huh. uh, LinkedIn uh-huh. as well.
2: Nice. So I feel like one of the things that you've done really well, um, especially you know you just made twenty thousand dollars off of a paid uh, paid media business and like, or not, not paid media business, but like, like a paid newsletter business. I guess the same thing. Um, and like that's ninety percent margins, or I would think something like that. So like you're, you're making good money there. But one of the things that I like talking about a lot that I think you're doing super well is that entrepreneurship, in my opinion, every single day that somebody wants to go and start a business is getting less and less risky. And you hear these stories, especially on like social media, just because it's good clickbaity stuff where it's like, oh, like so-and-so got fired or quit their job. And then like, you know, next thing you know, they, they bet the farm, they bet their life savings and now they run like a $10 million a year business. You're, you've actually... Use the companies that you've worked for, the Hustle and now Gumroad, uh, and pretty much taken everything you've learned from those companies and seems like it's kind of like instilled it into now building marketing, examine and growth marketing examines. Um, i guess I guess my question is really like how can people use their careers or how do have how have you used your career to kind of like fund and accelerate your side hustles um, accordingly? So I used The Hustle
0: to learn everything about building a media company, right? They sold for 20 plus million. They built one of the the world's top newsletters. So I learned everything there was to start a successful newsletter and to start a successful paid newsletter, right? And I took all that and and when I joined The Hustle, well first, I, I started an agency before The Hustle. So for three years, I ran a social agency. I just hated the agency life, like that was not for me. I don't wanna be like, like, for example, I was in Oregon one year, and, like, I had a- and barely any service, and, like, all my clients were trying to hit me up, and, like, I told them I was gone, and I was like, this is not the life for me. Like, I want to be salmon fishing right now, because that's what I was like. I was like, this is what I am trying to be doing right now, and so that's why I was like, what I want to be in marketing, but how can I... Uh, not be in the service like industry essentially is what is what I, I wanted. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to at when the pandemic hit, I had like a perfect excuse to stop the agency and and kind of take a different route. And so I joined uh, the hustle and my goal was be there for one year and learn everything uh, possible to learn about building a media company before building my own. And so I was I was literally there for one year. And I left after a year because marketing examines started to develop and started to get uh, momentum. And I was like, okay, like I could either continue because I had just gotten like kind of promoted too and like working my way up and I guess HubSpot because we got acquired. And it was like I could let marketing examines uh, momentum die down or I could kind of leave and take this momentum and, build, and start building something like more special, more quality, right, and like and continue that. And so I my whole goal with with the hustle was to just learn the ins and outs of a media company and, and learn how to scale a media company specifically. Then I joined Gumroad because I was like, well, one, I love Gumroad in the in the sense of it's essentially doing what I'm doing in, in like we support what I'm doing in many ways, like right, like um, um in the sense of we're supporting creators making a side income or generating a full-time income um via platform and via creating content or whatever however they want to monetize but the thing with gumroad was gumroad has a completely async work culture so i only work 15 to 20 hours a week on gumroad i get paid i mean he's open about this i'm open about it like we get paid phenomenal and and then on top of that i don't have meetings i don't have deadlines i just have to get my work done so i don't have to talk to a fucking single soul whereas With the hustle, which nothing against that, but you, you know, you have to be behind your computer from nine to five. So it's like the the only time to then build marketing examine is after those times. And I still got to lift. I still got to do all my other things with Gumroad. I'm able to optimize for lifestyle design. And so like nearly all of my money from Gumroad is going to be going into building out marketing examine. So it's what I'm going to use to to fund people. So like I I just brought on uh, a few individuals and like I'm funding it all myself through what I'm getting paid uh, from Gumroad because I want to grow things, and then obviously the you know obviously the revenue from from now growth marketing examine and then that I've made from from paid uh, the sorry I just got a new computer this new computer and I didn't I haven't turned off the notifications on here you're good man <laughs> so sorry about that because it is off on my phone um, you're good um, from the the sales from the ad revenue from marketing examine to like to go into continue to scale things. But yeah, the, the I, I try to be strategic in where I work and when I work so that I can um, so I can continue to, to build my things and have like this choice of lifestyle design um, because I want to be able, my biggest thing is like I want to be able to to be able to do what I want when I want and how I want it um, and so like if you are bought, like bottled down by a specific job or whatever then it's hard to do that and then it's also like if you are trying to build something special which of course I'm I'm trying to do you need more time to allocate towards that. And so if I'm working 40 hours on, 40, 50 hours at a different job, then being able to allocate like dedicated time and like time where you're not really tired, right? Like time when you're energized uh, into that project into that what you're building is is key, uh, in my opinion. Um, and, and I'm able to do that with Gumroad. Like I'm able to, uh, like for example, I, I had like a neck injury, um, I don't know, a few weeks ago. And, and because of it, like, And the way Gumroad works, I was able to work on Gumroad only when my neck felt good, which I know like that sounds dumb. But like if I was working on another job, I would literally have to be like struggling to work because my neck was hurting, etc. But Gumroad, I would like my neck would literally feel better from like 6 to like 9 p.m. And I was like, okay, that's when I'm going to get my work done for Gumroad. And like the, you know, I'm saying like those things matter the more. Uh, I'm realizing the, the older I get, I'm like those things matter, like being able to, to do that. So that's something I'm actually learning and, and implementing for Marketing Examine is um, everything's async and ran through Notion and Slack. And then we barely have uh, meetings. And then when we do have meetings, like we just, it all gets, we have like a, we use Hugo, which like we're able to take all those meeting notes and they automatically get imported into like Slack and Notion and, and whatnot. Um, I'm not sure what your question was. I feel like I went on a tangent there.
2: No, you're good. The, the question was really, and you answered it pretty well, it's, it's mostly about how do you use a job to go and fuel what you want to be working on with a side hustle? And I think, it sounds, it sounds like the things I'm taking away from it at least are like, okay, cool with the hustle. It's specifically like, Hey, I want to start a paid newsletter business. Let me go and learn exactly how to go and do that. What well, the team structure looks like how you're getting ad revenue, how you're marketing the product with something like what you're doing now. Now it sounds like with Gumroad, you're using it more so in the way of literally just the monetary and asynchronous work culture uh, or the monetary benefit and the asynchronous work culture to now going to fuel that side project for you until my guess is like and we don't have to get too into this but like eventually it's going to grow it's going to become a really big business and then it's going to require your full-time attention or something like that um, and that's a later thing down the road but that, that seems to be the theme right is there anything else i'm missing
0: no that's that's completely it and i, I just think like the takeaway is you be selective with what where you work and why you work there because if you do have, if you are someone that that's like uh, has bigger goal, not bigger goals in the sense of like the company doesn't have big goals, but like you have your own goals and you want to create your own things, then where you work can impact those goals. And if you select it wisely, you're gonna be able to fast track that progress. And I think I've been able to do that because I was, I've just been selective with where I work and, and uh, why I work there. Um, and I think it's very important too to like actually document. The things you learn from those places um to then fast track continue to fast track that progress right because like same way you unbundle uh like uh, how a company works and like what they do and how they monetize you could kind of do the same thing with your workspace if you're trying to um take what you learn from that workspace and implement it for your own your own goals
1: i think yeah writing down and kind of keeping track of that definitely makes a lot of sense But now that you've, you came up with a strategy of this is how you're going to focus on your hours in the beginning, learning, now it's, it's making money and funneling it into other projects. Do you have any specific advice on someone that also has a drive to go do their own project, but is conflicted on whether they should, A, go work for the content marketing company for a year and then go out on their own, you know, would you recommend someone does that same strategy and takes notes or, you know, Hey, start sooner. Try it for a year on your own, then go work somewhere, or any any frameworks um, to kind of think about when when someone's making that decision. I think when it
0: feels and this sounds cliche, but like when it feels right to make the move, um, I be sounds like like lame, but like I knew money wise I'd be okay because I had saved up money, and then on top of that, I knew I could get because of like Twitter, uh, I could get a job in other places, so I wasn't like really worried about the money aspect Um, but I think it's it's good to give yourself time frames like like don't just go in there and not set a goal of okay in a year or two years I'm not going to get out of here right or else five years are going to go by and then you're just going to be that guy that always like complained about still being there and like I just never wanted to be that individual so I, I just I think I do think of my like my life in like certain blocks and like trying to if okay if it's a year why is it a year and then after that year like like did i do what i told myself and that's where like now tracking everything comes into play but um yeah the, the framework is like really just being a, a, like if you give yourself a time block for something like why did you give yourself the time block for that and if and if you are on track to do something like um at that point you you have to be able to take the risks and then i think the the one thing i learned from Sahil from Grumroad road is like before trying to be an entrepreneur try to be a creator. So like if you are trying to build a business, well first what's like the smallest thing you could build that like meets the, the the like that audience that you're trying to to build a product around and like what's the smallest thing that you could launch and monetize and see if it works. And then like as you as you like kind of develop your skills as a creator, then you could like bridge to becoming an entrepreneur and doing the entrepreneurial things. And like you'll learn being an entrepreneur as you go, but like there's a lot less headaches with just being a creator right so like if 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 i would go back um the first thing i would do probably at the hustle was i would probably launch like a small gumroad um like paid newsletter at like 10 or 15 dollars a month and see okay as i'm building this audience like is there demand for this and if there was then it it would make it a lot easier to then go and pursue it a lot of people they they'll they'll like leave their job and not have uh like a like a like a base yeah like a base for anything and so like if you if you know okay i just made like a thousand dollars this week with like launching this this small course or this like small notion guide template whatever it is then you you know you have something that's brewing and something that has potential to grow and so like the if you minimize your risk then you can maximize like your output and 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 uh your uh like how much money you make in the future and so that's like one of the best things I took from, from Sahil. It's like from his book, The Minimalist Entrepreneur, but um, where he talks about like be, become a creator first because there's so much less headaches that come with just being a creator than being an entrepreneur, right? Right. And so I think that's the, the biggest thing is like if you're working at one of these companies, try to uh, like monetize as a creator and then take what you already have and figure out how you scale that to then become an entrepreneur if that's actually what you want to do, right? Like.
2: Um, yeah, I I guess well said, and I feel like before this I read on one of your uh, Gumroad pages, like that what you really want to go and do is like learn how to generate income around your passion, and like that's kind of where Gumroad helps. And I think for you that's growth marketing, that makes a ton of sense. But let's say that somebody's listening to this podcast right now, and they're super into like nutrition or psychology or like something that's like really not super business focused um, for the most part, and they want to go and monetize it and be a creator that way. From working at Gumroad, I would imagine you've seen a somewhat repeatable playbook work across many different fields, not necessarily just marketing, sales, engineering, whatever. Um, what would be, like, kind of the step-by-step playbook that you'd say, hey, listen, over the next 12 to 24 months, if you're really interested in doing this and you want to make a living off of, like, coaching people through psychology or, um, you know, making nutrition plans, here's what I would go and tell you to do. Is theres there... Is there a playbook yeah. I, I think the
0: easiest thing is is an ebook. Like right like it's like the lowest barrier to entry to selling a product. And like uh, you so if you're like a nutritionist, right, you could literally create like the a small uh e- like ebook guide to how to optimize your day with what you eat. Like something very simple that's mm. just like the standards of what you should put in your body every single day if you want to do x, if you want to feel like x, right? And that's a simple barrier to entry and if you see that there's demand for it and you actually monetize off that little guide, then when you do become a, a nutrition coach or a nutritionist or a dietitian, well, one, you already have this huge, like this audience base too, right? Like you have this customer base that you, then later you could upsell and be like, hey, like I'm actually doing one-on-ones now. Like I, I'll actually go be your dietitian now. And and then you could upsell. But just the, the simplest way to do is like literally ship. What's the, the minimal, like the minimal thing you could do that, that could prove that what you want to do is worth pursuing and worth doing, and so, yeah. Like an e- an ebook is one of the easiest ways. Sure. Uh, a membership too, like like things like Substack, things like Gumroad. They've just lowered the barrier of entry for so many people to test things, right? Like before, you would have to spin up a website, integrate uh, integrate Stripe, integrate Mailchimp, right. integrate like all these different things. And now it's just like, oh, like you're telling me I could go on Substack and in the next five minutes have a paid newsletter, and if it doesn't work, like there's really no risk because so that just takes a certain percentage, well, then do that, like, um, and so in, I, I would say, like, if, if you are trying to do something bigger, then find the smallest way you could you could prove that what's bigger
2: has a, like, is worth pursuing, because if not, then you just wasted a little bit of time, right? Um, right, Instead of, instead of trying to build this massive thing, instead of trying to build this massive thing, start with the smallest thing that you can possibly sell, even if it's a 9.99, hey, here's the best, book for how to go and eat right while you're traveling and see if you can go and sell that through just like posting on instagram three times a day about nutrition advice for the next three months
0: yeah th- i mean that's even like what i did with with growth marketing examine was like i built the smallest possible version of growth marketing examine like i literally just took got i mean i got a gumroad page and and built it out on gumroad just because i was like well one i could take three months to do this four months to do this get a developer build out a, a like a sick website, and then try to to launch it, and it's crickets, and I wasted money and time. Or I could work on a Gumroad uh, landing page and have this up and like launched in the next five days, seven days. And so that was kind of like my thing, where I just was like, okay, from ideation to launch was I think ten or twelve days, and after the first like the first day, or honestly after the first hour, I was like, okay, I have validation that this is worth pursuing, and now. Uh, we have someone working full time on developing the full site and membership, but I would I sh- I, it would have been dumb for me to do that on day one or like when i'm ideating and trying to see if it's worth pursuing right like find the lowest barrier of entry and prove that 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 entry point and what you're doing at that entry point is worth continue to, to scale
1: there's definitely a lot of overlap I think from guests that we've had in terms of do things quickly and and either fail or scale them out right like don't don't spend a year trying to build out a business, but it's, hey, spend a week or two building on a landing page and check if it works right then. I think almost everyone has recommended that in terms of how they got started doing something.
0: I, I, I listened to something that was like PPS, it was like pivot, preserve, scale, I think it was. It was like either pivot and change your idea if it right. doesn't work, right. preserve, like preserve that idea because you it is getting traction and like maybe tweak it to optimize it. And if it's killing, then scale. If not, like, it's just it's, it's just going down one of those avenues and trying to figure out what works for you. But, yeah, the the, the it's the Internet's given us, like, infinite leverage to actually just try things and, like, not it, – and it not take a hit on your wallet, right? Like, you can literally spin up a, pre, uh, a pre-sale a page on Gumroad or any other – this isn't plugs for Gumroad, FYI. I know I keep saying them, but um, you could spin up a pre-sale landing page and then just go to Twitter or Instagram and be like, hey, I'm launching this. Uh, Check it out, right? Like, obviously don't say those same words, but uh, you could launch something and see if the demand's there. If not, like, you literally could just, if somebody, a few people pay for it and it's not what you wanted, then you just refund them their money. (laughs) And then you're like, hey, sorry, like, I thought it was gonna be better. Uh, I thought there was gonna be more demand for it, right? Like, you could literally just go that route. And so, yeah, it's like, you you just do small, like, I think Sahil talks about it, Daniel Vasayo talks about it. It's like, place very small bets, and then some bets right. are gonna are some some bets are gonna have really rewarding outcomes. Though the ones with very rewarding outcomes, you continue to pursue. The ones that the small bets that don't hit, you ditch. And and I think that's a great model.
1: Obviously combining these small bets with you know well thought out marketing or at least you know understanding the, the back end of marketing probably makes it small bet more likely to happen. Where are you developing this skill other than from the jobs? Is it just consuming content on Twitter? Are there specific people you followed? Books? Is it just going out and creating the content, or do you have some sort of framework on? Hey, I want to get good at X, Y, and Z. I'm going to go, you know, read everything there is on that topic, and then you know, start creating content or, or building a business off of that.
0: Yeah. So uh, to get better at anything, it's like learn, talk, and then try. Is how I kind of see it. So I learn everything around something, then I talk to people that have done it, and then I try to do it myself. So like. Whether that's something as simple as like creating and running ads, right? Like I'll talk to, I'll learn, sorry, everything about like running TikTok ads. I'll, actually, I'll say this because i I'm, I'm, this is what I'm doing. Um, I try to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to run TikTok ads for marketing exam. So the way I'm going about it is uh, learning everything that there is about running TikTok ads from different people, from uh, different articles, from YouTube videos, whatever. Then I'm talking to certain individuals that have done it very successfully. Um, and I've talked to already three three people that have done it very successfully. And like yesterday I worked on launching TikTok ads, right? And so that's been the best framework for me to actually be able to to learn how to do something and do something well is to just learn, right? Like learn from, from history, from past uh, individuals that have done it, then talk to people that are currently doing it and what they're doing and why they're doing it, and then try it. I think like too many people just do the learn uh, the learn and talk aspects of things. They 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 try to learn. Uh, they listen to all the content. They talk. They read all the articles. They talk to people. But then it's like when it comes to trying it, no no no. no. They don't they don't do that part right. They don't like actually try to, to do it. And because right, like you can't fail. You could spend all this time trying to learn something, and then it sucks, right? right? Like it doesn't perform as well as you thought it would, and and you have those high expectations. But the best framework is literally like learn, try, talk. I mean learn, talk, try, try. And, um, that's been like the game changer for me is, is you, you can't, you just can't be afraid to, for it to not succeed as, as good as you want, uh, day one. And I think the best, like this, um, this is totally not related to marketing or business, but like, uh, Kobe Bryant, for example, was a terrible basketball player growing up. He literally played at AU, uh, AU like league when he was, I think it was like 13 or 14. He didn't score a single point. Imagine if like Kobe was like and this is a true story like imagine if Kobe was just like fuck I suck at basketball I'm never gonna pick up a basketball again well it's like he wouldn't have been a hall of famer Yeah. and then like I think it was like two years the next uh, after two years after that he was leading the, the state in scoring and it was like that just goes to show you it's really just about like learning okay or and trying and then reiterating that process of going back okay I didn't score a point what did I do wrong like did I, did I, was I bad off the dribble? Was I bad off the picks? Like, right. Like I know these right. are basketball terms, but the same thing comes for, or goes for business where, uh, if I, if I like, if my TikTok ads don't perform and I'm just like, oh, I throw it in the, in throw in the towel. I'm like, this, this sucks. Like, or I suck. Well, I might be missing a gold mine, right? Like, cause I, I didn't just, okay. Why didn't it work? What are other ads that are working? And like, you just continuously iterate and, and fix uh, what you're doing, you're going to eventually get results and then you just continue to get better and better and better. That's how anybody gets good at anything. And, and so, yeah, my, that's kind of always been my framework when I want to get good at things. And the same thing even goes like, that's how I, I um, got like, good at, at Olympic lifting was I studied a lot about Olympic lifting um, on YouTube and then I went um, and like, worked under uh, an Olympian for, for a little bit. And then I went and competed and then I did repeat that. I know that sounds like, uh, like the cliche response, but like, it's, it's kind of just how you do things. It's very straightforward. The, the ways, God, leave this fucking computer with these notifications. Sorry. Um, uh, it's very straightforward on how you get better things. You just have to repeatedly do the same thing over and over again. And then you incrementally get better at, at those things.
2: Yeah, I, I like this framework a lot. I think the one thing I would like learn, talk, try, I think the one thing that I would just for my personal learning style or like ad- adapt to it uh, is last week on the podcast we had on Sam Thompson um, and he talked all about like how, if you want to go and get good at anything, like just go and do it from like day one and then go and try to learn a bunch of stuff afterwards because like his his whole point is like you can read all of the marketing and sales books and all that kind of stuff that you want. The fact of the matter is, is if you're learning how to go and like move someone through a sales pipeline and you've never made a cold call or like talked to a prospect in your entire life, it's not gonna make that much sense to you at all as you're doing it. Um, but if you go and make a couple calls, and then you're like, okay, this is like, I'm not, my my opening statement's not right, my closing statements are all off, let me go and go now and buy like a sales handbook or something like that. Like, it, it kind of gives you that feedback loop a little bit quicker. For sure, that totally makes sense. And.
0: I, I would 100% agree with that. I think there's certain things that wouldn't work. Like if you go try Olympic lifting before understanding yeah. it, you're going to get crushed.
2: <laughs> yeah. it's like oh Well, I blew up my knee, but now I can spend the next six months going and learning how to go and lift this properly. Um, that's that's a good point. The last question that I personally have for you is like, I recently read, oh God, I'm, and I'm totally, but I want to say it's this guy Julian on Twitter, I think, uh, where he just came out with like this good essay where he talked all about how, People today are only consuming content that was created within the last 24 hours, and that kind of like blew my mind a little bit because I was like, "Wow, people have been creating content on the internet for the last 20 something years, Um, or longer than that, uh, but like like over two decades." And the fact of the matter is, is if I'm scrolling Twitter, if I'm scrolling Facebook, if I'm scrolling Instagram, I'm only consuming content that was created in the last 24 hours. So one question that I had for you, especially because I know you're really focused on like learning and creating, like following really good people uh, who are a couple of people that either you follow that you learn the most from or like uh, places that you go to consume the best content from whether it's marketing or lifestyle design or, or whatever it is that you're into uh, podcasts definitely is like a
0: like having a good podcast list I think one YouTube hack I do is like I'll find a certain video um, a certain video that that I like or just you know like resonated with me I learned a lot from and I then let YouTube decide the the next like few clips that it's gonna just uh, play. And the reason is because like YouTube's algorithm is really good. So like I did this with an Andrew Chen uh, like video. I don't know if you know who Andrew Chen is, but like yeah. he's okay, like really good marketer. Uh, I think at Asus 16Z. And uh, I listened to like a growth marketing clip. Then the next like ten clips, like that day that I listened to, are like eight, 10 clips. We're just like all killer growth marketing clipped. and I didn't choose one. I was like, "Oh, this is this is phenomenal! Like, this is such a hack." Um, that uh, on Twitter, uh, Sean Purry uh, from I'm sure you guys know him. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I like I just like the way he tells stories. Like, that's like my biggest um, thing from him is like I love to I love to hear good storytellers. I always try to like. Um, learn from those and, and be able to tell if you could tell a good story you could sell just about anything right like that's that's the the thing i've learned um it, it's it's crazy this is kind of screwed up but like if you ever look at the, the gofundme that like they act that people actually fund it's because they were able to tell a story like a good story like something that makes you feel like damn i need to support this person right and the ones that don't are just like they're they they do not tell good stories and and um sean's one julian's obviously another one david perel's a, a good one amanda i don't know how to say her last name but she's a great marketer nativa gets. huh amanda
2: gets
0: no it's it starts with an n n a n a t i v a yeah about, yeah yeah amanda um yeah like i i for my my end like i i really just try to cons- not always but like i try to consume a lot of Content that just makes me better at my craft is specific in, in my two crafts. I would say I like sports and in that like I, This is like here's the I'll give you my bad Content consumption that I do literally every day and my girlfriend probably hates is that I watch the last dance by Michael Jordan Probably every night before bed. Really? Like, I'm really? not even kidding. Yeah, it's like, like you know I, the, the, and I, I don't mean like not in a weird way, but like it's the you know I am one of those individuals like I have to fall asleep to something
2: yeah, no, me too. And,
0: like, my thing is, like, I is the last dance. I don't know. It's just Is, so... is there, a
2: specific, like, a specific episode? Is it, like... Yeah, episode like, seven. Yeah, episode seven. Yeah, and, like, uh, the, yeah, last, the last... Yeah, was.
0: okay, watch episode seven, and then last... Watch the... And I swear to God, like, watch the last... Uh, I think it's, like, last five minutes of the episode when he, like, goes on, like, a tangent about being hard on his teammates.
2: Uh yeah, this is the, that's the scene where he, like, starts crying and walking off, too, right? Yeah, and he, like, says cut. Yeah, um, yeah.
0: That was even like I, t- I found the soundtrack for the last dance and I pulled the instrumental, and it's the only song I listen to when I lift. So I swear to God, like this is this is like. Uh, Alright, this is the real deal. Yeah, yeah. it's it's. You no know, it, work for you? That's good. Yeah, like everybody has their weird thing, right? And like that's my my weird thing. I also I do love to like consume. I mean, this is not your question, but I love to consume movies. Like, uh, yeah, I'm a movie buff. Like I, it's one of my goals though in the future is to like write a movie. Like I I. Yeah. Um, before I got into marketing I was a content creator like I I did a lot of photography and videography work and um doing like writing filming a movie is something I eventually want to do um and is one of my bigger goals so like lately I've been like consuming Harry Potter like crazy to just read the the I I, yeah to to understand how they how you come up with that right like and and like I I have notes on it and
2: that's cool. All right, so, so you're, like, you're literally like, some some people go grab some popcorn, some people like crack a drink. You're like, nope, I got my notepad up. Like, let's go and put on some classics. Yeah, like
0: you, if you actually watch Harry Potter and like you dissect what J.K. Rowling, like Rowling Rowling wrote, it's like, it's crazy. Like, how do you come up with this? And so uh, there's a lot of notes to be taken there. I Like, I listen to old interviews too uh, from mm-hmm. Jared Tolkien from uh, Lord of the Rings and like how he came up with Lord of the Rings. And that's like, insane like he came up with the world uh the world before like actually even writing the story so like he, he developed the entire world and then like developed the story around it um so like it, that's one it's, it's like
2: that that to me that to me is so inconceptual because it's like it's just it's so different far, level it's just well it's also just so far off from what i ever do on a day-to-day basis like at no point in my life am i ever sitting down and be like all right world creation time let's go and like you know like, like there's, there's a couple different planets there's these different species like that's crazy to me it's, so I, I read, a, uh, I
0: think like the, the origin of it was like he was a professor and someone handed him a, like a, like turned in his test, uh, their test. And it was like blank and there was nothing on it. And he just wrote, he like got that piece of blank piece of paper and wrote like in in the Shire I lived a hobbit or whatever. Like the first opening line right. and that was like the, 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 the like Genesis of Lord of the Rings. And then I think it took him like 10, 11 years to actually write right. it.
2: Imagine
1: handing in an empty test and getting it back and there's a full book. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you have like the best selling book ever. Just like, what the oh, hell? Like, that. what? Um, my, my last question, are you bringing back the man bun? I feel like the people need to know. Uh, I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. I don't know. Like,
0: um, it, the thing is that in Texas it's so damn hot and it would get yeah. so hot. Like it's, it was heavy hair, man. Like, it, 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 yeah. it just got very hot, but I yeah, did I like have, it. I grew, up, I
2: grew up my hair like all of 2020, not, not to your level at all, but like, like basically for like a full year and a half almost just did the whole like pandemic kind of cut of like essentially no cut. And I kid, I, I had to just chop it all off in January this year. I was just like, I was like, honestly, it takes hours for it to go and dry after a shower. It's just inconvenient. Like I can't, I can't go in a car with the window down anymore. Like it's, it doesn't make sense anymore.
0: And, like, dude, sometimes I would sleep, and I'd wake up with, like, why is my hair in my mouth right now? Because it was, like, so, like, it would come out of my bun. And I'm, like, why is this in my mouth? Like, just, like, pulling the hair out of your mouth. It was just, like, if,
2: uncomfortable. If, if any girl is listening to this right now, they're probably just, like, what, like, like what idiots? Like, they're just, like, we deal with this shit every single day.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was inconvenient. And then, like, as I got, uh, uh, like, I had a period where I, I stopped lifting as much. Because I, like, I had, like, an identity crisis when I stopped playing football. Like, what do I lift for? Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And so uh, now that I, like, I, I'm back the lifting, like, lifting with your hair long and, like, it, especially like an Olympic lift, like, it would just, like,
2: smack you. Yeah. Yeah. You got you to gotta, you gotta really bun it up or tie it up back there.
0: And so that, that was, like, another thing. But I might. I, I have thought about it. Um, I, I just don't know. I don't know if I could... I don't want to go through the awkward, like it was okay going through like the, the awkward stages of hair when I was in college. Cause like just rock a hoodie and like do, you know, do yeah. different things like that and like put the hood on and, but like now going to a business meeting and like I have my hood on, it's like,
2: <laughs> yeah. you're like, Hey, can you pull it down? You're like, no. dude, you're like, I do no.
0: not want you to see my hair. Like we're not going to close <laughs> on this. If you see my hair,
2: <laughs> like, but People
1: keep my eyes peeled on, uh, on, on Twitter. If we get that updated photo, um, but so as we as we wrap everything up here, Twitter obviously seems to be your your go-to. Um, where can people find you? Where can people learn about you? And where can people stay up to date with everything you're doing?
0: Uh, so Twitter, it's Alex Garcia underscore ATX. Uh, uh, if you want to sign up for the newsletter and like get just a ton of growth marketing content, uh, or like use use this, these newsletters to scale uh, what you're doing, then it's Um and I would say that's basically it. My TikTok, it's not anywhere special yet, so I'm not gonna plug that.
2: Cool, man. Well, thanks for coming on the show. This was an awesome episode.
0: For sure. Appreciate y'all, thank y'all.